Illinois consumer advocates are applauding a new federal rule designed to reduce overdraft fees charged by banks. Esther Yoonji Kang reports. The Consumer Finance Protection Bureau has issued a rule that would require large financial institutions to either reduce overdraft fees to as low as $3 or treat them like loans and give disclosures to consumers. Abe Scar is with the Illinois Public Interest Research Group. He says overdraft protection is not really a service and instead has made billions of dollars for banks each year. It's a burden. People would much rather have their debit card not go through than to have it go through to cover $5 that they don't have in their account and be charged $35 for it. The rule must now go through a public comment period. Esther Yunji Kang reporting for NPR Illinois. The Illinois Department of Revenue will begin processing 2023 tax returns this week, coinciding with the Internal Revenue Service beginning its tax filing season. Electronic filing is encouraged. More than 6 million returns were processed in Illinois last year, with roughly 90 percent filed electronically through the state's MyTax Illinois portal. New this year is an increase in the state's earned income tax credit, which is now 20 percent of the federal level and includes additional groups of taxpayers in younger and older age brackets. Volunteer fire and emergency workers also have a new credit. The tax filing deadline is April 15th. The state of Illinois is partnering with Google to streamline access to children's behavioral health issues. Alex Stegman has more. A new online portal called Beacon will put mental health services offered through DCFS, the State Board of Education, and other agencies into one centralized location. The idea is to make the process less stressful for families and caregivers who are already stressed. State Representative Lindsay LaPointe, a former youth and family counselor, says the current system is overwhelming to navigate. It takes an average of 11 years from when a young person starts to show signs of needing mental health support and struggling till they actually get connected with that support. Nothing about that 11-year gap is acceptable. The portal is part of a larger plan introduced nearly a year ago called the Children's Behavioral Health Transformation Initiative. I'm Alex Degman. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says Hamas needs to release all the hostages before he'll support a ceasefire in Gaza. The Chicago City Council is poised again this week to act on a resolution calling for a pause in the fighting, which Mayor Brandon Johnson supports. But Pritzker, when asked at a news conference, said Hamas started this conflict. While he says civilians should be protected and he'd like to see an end to hostilities, they are, quote, results that are necessary for that cessation. The courts and not the State Board of Elections should decide whether former President Donald Trump should be on the state's upcoming primary ballot. Dave McKinney reports on the finding by a state hearing officer. That hearing officer, a retired Republican Kankakee County judge, held that Trump participated in the fatal January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. But he said the state's courts should decide if that disqualifies Trump as a presidential candidate under a constitutional prohibition against insurrectionists seeking public office. Chicago attorney Matthew Pierce, who represents voters challenging Trump's candidacy, is pleased by that finding. We are confident that the Illinois courts, upon appeal, are going to remove Mr. Trump from the ballot in our state. The Trump campaign said it was withholding comment until after the State Board of Elections takes up the matter Tuesday. It's a dispute that could reach the state Supreme Court. This is Dave McKinney. A former longtime director of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources died. Brent Manning was 70, a Pawnee native. He was first appointed by Governor Jim Edgar to lead the Illinois Department of Conservation in 1991. He spent 12 years as director overseeing the merger of several agencies in DNR. 
He was instrumental in the state obtaining various properties, including what became known as Jim Edgar Panther Creek Fish and Wildlife Area west of Springfield. He also spearheaded various conservation efforts. Funeral services are set for this week in Rochester. A Springfield man's in custody for causing damage to the Sangamon County building. 45-year-old James Kirst called Central Dispatch Friday night to say he'd thrown a metal pole through the building's front entrance. Earlier in the day, Springfield police officers had arrested Kirst for criminal trespass. After placing a phone call, he was arrested again in the lobby of Wyndham Hotel. Authorities say Kirst has 42 previous arrests and faces felony charges for criminal damage to state-supported property. The estimate for repairs is listed at $3,500. This is NPR Illinois. It is 7.45. You're listening to NPR Illinois. I'm Michelle Ackles. The new executive director for Downtown Springfield, Inc., or DSI, is joining us on the line this morning. Carlos Otega is the new executive director. In full disclosure this morning, I became a board member on DSI last week. But we wanted to give you a glimpse of who Carlos is and how he hopes to lead DSI. So, Carlos, welcome to NPR Illinois. And tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, good morning, and uh, thank you for uh, letting me be on the uh, NPR. It's, uh, it's great to be here, and uh, hopefully your listeners are enjoying the show. Um, my uh, my name is Carlos Ortega, and uh, as the new executive director, I believe that um, I have a lot to bring. My background includes um, being born and raised in Springfield, Illinois, for one. So uh, coming back to my hometown and creating opportunities, uh, for the citizens through collaborative efforts is something that I'm very passionate about. Uh, um, I worked for the Illinois State Senate for a number of years. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Kenya and in Namibia for a total of four years in Africa. And uh, um, then I, I recently um, helped found a 501c3 nonprofit called Elevate CCIC Inc. And uh, that was a business innovation center based out of a rural community called Mattoon, Illinois. So how do you think that that experience, especially from Elevate CCIC, will help you when it comes to DSI? With the business development services and support systems that I established, I think, are going to be very prevalent uh, within the ecosystem in which I'm trying to build in the downtown location. Um, I think that in order to create a thriving downtown and a thriving city, we have to create opportunities for entrepreneurs to grow. And I think that that's something that... Um, uh, has a lot of potential uh, and a lot of opportunity for our citizens in the downtown area. Talk uh, about maybe one of your success stories from CCIC. Uh, well, um, over the past four years, I've, I've created and helped support 20 new small businesses and helped establish 40-some-odd uh, businesses. Um, one of my successes that I am, I'm, I'm deeply um, proud of is supporting the, uh, the uh, re uh, re uh, supporting the re-engagement of the Illinois Small Business Development Center uh, into our community. Um, one of those things was um, one reason why Elevate started was the lack of business support services in the area about uh, four years ago. And um, I'm very proud of the, uh, the support services through our partners and through the interactions that I've uh, collaborated with and partaked in uh, to this day. So it sounds like collaboration, working with other partners is something that you've already been used to doing. And obviously, that's a key to DSI as well. When you look at what you know about DSI already, how do you hope that that will help you strengthen DSI? Well, I think uh, DSI already has a, a large uh, footprint within the area. Um, 
they have already have major players and community partners that are engaged in the redevelopment of the downtown area, whether that be uh, through the uh, medical district planning, uh, uh, Levitt Amp Music Series, the Farmer's Market, uh, Momentum on Main Street. All of these uh, different components, I think, um, create opportunity for the citizens to engage in their community in a holistic way that supports every citizen, uh, whether they're living in the downtown area, visiting, and um, uh, really make a, a, a good place to live. And through those collaborations, I think that um, opportunity can arise. What do you think DSI's strengths are right now when you look at the organization, what you know of it? Uh, the people and its activities. Um, a lot of people, a lot of good people on the board, a lot of good people volunteering. Uh, one thing that I've noticed uh, throughout my time, both overseas uh, and in Africa and throughout my time in, in Illinois here, um, it's the people that make the community. And uh, without people, um, we uh, together we get things done alone, we, we, uh, we fall. And when you look at the members of DSA, obviously, they're the big part of the driver of what you're doing in downtown Springfield. What kind of do you hope to do when you start to try to get those relationships going as far as you as the new executive director? I believe that listening sessions are of, of utmost importance, uh, making sure that uh, we create opportunities for uh, giving feedback and um, providing those those. Uh, those avenues of creating um, uh, listening sessions for individuals um, to move forward in. What about strategy? I mean, it's something that uh, I think a lot of organizations sometimes struggle with is having a clear vision and strategy. Do you think that's something that might need to be fine-tuned with DSI, or do you think that's a clear right now? Uh, right now, I, I think that... Um, the strategy itself is is fairly uh, well tuned. Although I think by impacting and compounding some of the things that we're doing, such as the Levitt Amp Music Series, the Farmers Market, and especially Momentum on Main Street, I think if we focus in on some of the some of the opportunities already persistent within the organization, we can um, really work towards the growth and development of our downtown area. Uh, whether that be through the redevelopment of commercial spaces the establishment of new small businesses and the um, engagement of our citizens for a creative and lively downtown area. Carlos Otega, the new executive director of DSI, he officially starts on February 1st. Thanks for joining us here on NPR Illinois. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.